podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. It's a Monday. It's already June 7, 2021, and you're watching me, Nikki, you also know as Faces Trader for the Awesome Tennis Global Market Update. So, a few things to discuss for today, this Monday. It's actually Floyd Mayweather and Paul Logan fighting it out. And you could see in my Twitter account that um, these people are actually uh, showing to us that indeed sports has come back alive. So um, it looks as if Floyd Mayweather won very well. And um, you could see that the people who made a bet that Floyd Mayweather wins have made a good bet. Now, I'm not sure how, um, how, how the odds were as I didn't uh, bet. But, you know, 80% of the people think that Mayweather won the fight. And that tells you that, indeed, um, as Mayweather said, he said it's legalized bank robbery for him because to him, it's an easy task. Well, you know how Floyd Mayweather does things. And um, he finishes it well. Um, today, actually, we were sharing that actually DraftKings, let's go DraftKings, um, we have been bullish on entire sports reopening. And whether it be DraftKings, we actually wanted to share that there are many winners on this sports reopening trend. DraftKings is a winner, obviously, because people, when they watch NBA playoffs or they watch boxing fights, you can see that you can actually bet on who's going to win. And people love to actually pay bookies for it. And the biggest daily fantasy sports would be DraftKings, DKNG in USA. And you're noticing already that since May 14, just like the entire um, world actually bottomed out, especially in the U.S., we're talking about the world actually in the U.S., global markets, um, DraftKings actually here has given a great opportunity to load up from $72 all the way to $40. Do I believe that this is on an uptrend all the way to 63 and then eventually 72 The answer is yes. We're seeing that those who... Those who bought somewhere at about $45 below should continue to hold it here at $50. And the higher lows here at $50 or $48 will continually be sustained. I'd argue that this is still either, it's actually two things. You're either seeing this as a discount from $72, that $50, you still get about 40% discount. Or you're seeing that $40 to $50 is 25% already up from its lows. My argument for this month of June is that with the reopening companies still very much the fundamentals are there and it's actually spiking and growing i'd say that people are more and more in tune to bet on these reopening stocks whether it be DraftKings, whether it be fubo tv as some people who are sports aficionados would of course want to buy this stock fubo tv which has already fallen from 61 dollars all the way here to about 15 dollars or almost cut into about three-fourths like 75 percent down so even at current levels of about 26, I'd argue that any dips at 25 will continually be bought. Can it go $35? My argument is yes. Actually, we've been pitching. I'm not sure if you've been listening to our Global Market Updates channel or you are an Awesome 10X Inner Circle member. We have been saying that Fubo TV about $21, even at the first rise here, especially during the earnings pop, 
the first move was the earnings catalyzed the entire theory that hey fubo tv is actually doing so well plus you've got so the earnings confirmed that everyone who was short had to cover. That was the first short covering move here, which is seen on that volume. But the, ra the, the rally is sustained because, of course, the fundamentals and the discounts are very much unwarranted. So definitely, you are seeing that the world is continually reopening and Fubo TV or sports reopening is one way to really benefit from that trend. Another thing that you may or may not know is that PaySafe, in my view, is of course a partner this actually handles all those bookings all those um bet sports betting in skrill which is the base uh which is really the partner of DraftKings. if you actually study paysafe limited already fall about 19 dollars all the way to 10 dollars in my view this uptrend is not necessarily known by many people because not everyone studies packs but we of course here in awesome 10x understands how great paysafe is doing with their DraftKings partnership let me actually read this entire um Pay safe payment solution for you. 2017, this article is um, DraftKings and PaySafe really love each other. So um, PaySafe provides new payment options for DraftKings in Europe. PaySafe's Skrill Quick Checkout. The Skrill platform is now available to all the customers of all the leading daily fantasy sports platform in Europe, which is DraftKings. PaySafe, a leading global payments provider, furthered the partnership with DraftKings by providing them the ability to expand their payment methods in Europe through Skrill Quick Checkout. Actually, when I was looking at the fight of uh, Mayweather and Logan, I also saw so many Square Cash apps as their sponsors. So of course, it actually made me think that there are definitely many ways to make your bookings and your, your, your bets, right? But um, everyone likes to do their betting, not via cash, but cashless transactions. So Square is very much doing it. The earnings of Square was very good. So I'd say that for other people, the 30% drop, they like it. That's why they're buying it. That could be actually an uptrend that is consolidating. But in terms of discount, whether it's Square or PaySafe, I'd argue that PaySafe is actually the bigger value here. And the more upside will come from PaySafe. Assuming that Square went 20% in the next six months, I'd argue that the next six months move PaySafe would grow 40% or larger than what Square will do. So um, PaySafe, of course, came in as BFT. If you can't remember that, Fole, um, BFT is Fole Trasimone. It's a SPAC. And um, if you'll notice all the news, let me read to you all the news that PaySafe has been doing. Expanding partnerships, not just with draft skills, uh, with draft, they're also doing with, um, with so many other entities. In fact, if you just study how PaySafe businesses are doing, it's actually a strong reopening theme because their clients are sports, gaming, um, and read all about their clientele. I'm going to read to you everything. PaySafe and Golden Nuggets expand their partnership into the Michigan online gaming market. Michigan Online Casino is plugging into PaySafe with connected access to the global payments ACH technology. PaySafe is a leading specialized payments platform announcing its expanded partnership with Golden Nugget Online Gaming, GNOG. This is a real money online gaming brand. Its online casino is now regulated for the Michigan market and they've plugged into PaySafe to guarantee technology of global payments gaming solutions as a division of global payments. 
Following Michigan's regulated online market going live this January 2021, GNOG launched a sophisticated online and mobile real money casino and its payment offering is now powered by PaySafe. This is a best-of-breed payment gateway enabling Michigan players to quickly and securely make deposits by credit and debit card to enjoy a wide array of video slots, table games, video poker, and even live dealer games. The PaySafe platform also seamlessly connects with GNOG's Michigan iGaming brand to Global Payments Gaming Solutions Warranty ACH service. GNOG and PaySafe's latest U.S. move builds on a successful and long-standing partnership in the New Jersey iGaming market. The payment provider has powered the payment offering of GNOG's Golden Nugget online casino since the Garden State's regulated real money online casino and poker market went live since November 2013. With PaySafe support, the brand has long been one of the leading online casino brands in the New Jersey market. So um, they're also doing the Golden Nugget sports books. This is the operator's partnership with PaySafe extending into the sports betting space. So you're going to actually ask me, in order to make a huge bet on sports betting, I think of things like Twitter as well. I, I, actually, you might not know about that. I'm going to read to you the news. So PaySafe and Twitter, in my view, are not necessarily known by people. People know about DraftKings. Maybe they know about Fubo TV. Perhaps even others think about Disney as a reopening because Disney owns ESPN, a lot of sports entities. Not just that, of course. But I'd argue that there are these small companies are actually getting a bigger boost because of these partnerships and extending this reopening theme, especially to sports events. In fact, some people, if they think about golf, Eli, ELY, which is Callaway Golf Company, has shown that it's been growing their first quarter 21, 2021 numbers. You can see here since May 12, 2021, Callaway Golf Company, a company selling golf equipment, golf balls, anything that has to do with golf, Callaway Golf Company does it. The fact that uh, more and more people are actually playing golf tells you that their sales actually skyrocketed 50% in that quarter, bigger than last five quarters. So actually, this is already hitting all-time highs and just tells you that, guys, um, if your portfolio does not have any sports, sports betting, sports booking, sports companies. I mean, of course, you can argue, okay, I just have Nike, I've got just Puma. Yes, Nike is also a winner there. Yes, Adidas wins. Yes, Puma wins, right? But also think about like the smaller companies like PaySafe, which is actually a winner. Also think about Twitter. Let me share to you the exact Twitter um, news article. It's the Sports Techie Books. Um, Twitter actually figured out how to monetize all these athletes with so many fans. I'm going to read to you the exact Twitter um, article. Wait, I put it here in eSports Gaming. Here. Um, actually, this is also very good. Squills acquiring AARKI to form a first integrated eSports advertising. Um, this this has nothing to do with sports, no? But um, because of... um. Sports goes many ways. It's there. There is a sport like physical sport, and of course, there's electronic sports. We've actually been winning on the esports through uh, Gamble GMBL, uh, esports entertainment group. I'd also say that Razer is an interesting entry point, um, especially at two ten. You're seeing that K-pop's of our generation are actually esports teams. Monster Energy sponsoring top esports tournaments in China. Wait up! I'm gonna show you the Twitter, um, Twitter, uh, tw Twitter news. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, don't worry. Um, I'll just search it because I, I was reading it a while ago. I'm gonna read to how I'm gonna read to you how Twitter and sports actually are working together. This one. College athletes will monetize Twitter videos through the open doors. So Twitter is enabling as of June 4, 2021, that would be about a week ago, about a free three days ago. You're going to be able to receive ad revenue from for, for branded videos posted inside Twitter app through a partnership with a content publishing platform, Open Doors, D-O-R-S-E. This new program comes ahead of several states preparing to pass the NIL legislation on July 1, letting NCAA athletes legally monetize their name, image, and likeness for the first time. The new program, Open Doors Deals, lets brands pitch sponsored videos on Twitter, such as the one focused on giving training tips or fan shoutouts. An athlete can opt into the program, create 45 to 60 second videos on a topic, publish it into their personal Twitter account. I'm a Filipino, guys, but um, well, um, I hope actually that the Filipinos can adopt something that what uh, Twitter is doing, that it, it isn't just about the U.S. athletes. Can you imagine if the Filipino, um, example in the Philippines, I remember in college, I was in Ateneo, there's always this fandom about basketball games, Ateneo versus Lasalle, you know, um, and these players, they can monetize their entire school following. That's an amazing thing, guys. Pre-roll ads will play on the video. Athletes can receive a cut of ad-generated revenue alongside Twitter and Open Doors. Revenue will fluctuate based on how many views that clip gets. Student athletes have been marginalized. This is what David Herman, the Twitter senior sports partner manager, told the Sports Illustrated. We want them to see the benefits of their NIL. They will be paid based on what their videos are actually earning. Specific percentage of the revenue share model was not disclosed, but athletes will receive reportedly the majority of ad revenue. So I'd say this is going to be a 70-30 split, perhaps 70% to the content creators, in this case, the student athletes. Advertisers spent $808 million on Twitter in the third quarter of 2020. NFL cornerback Prince Amukamara is an investor in Open Door. Or the Open Doors, which was founded by his former University of Nebraska's teammates, Adi Kunalik and Blake Lawrence. Guys, I really think that this is a beautiful thing. And um, Twitter actually just last Friday broke above that $58 area and is now trading at $59. This bullish candle, I think, is going to continue. We have been bullish on Twitter even after that bad or supposed missed earnings quarter. And I argue, guys, that Twitter is going to go 64 and 72 I'm a long-term investor on Twitter. It's actually a great opportunity. Any dips of Twitter back to 57 or 58 will be a great entry opportunity. Put this in your sports booking ideas. Twitter and PaySafe, that's a good one. Now, a while ago, I just said that uh, there's a lot of esports tournaments right now. And esports entertainment group, my preference is going through Gamble, GMBL. You go to Gamble and Lock, Relock Group. Here at about 65 cents, you're seeing that great breakout move last week. And actually, we've been buying ever since the 60 cents below for Relock Group. After a 70% drop from $1.80, 
I do believe that you have to understand that Toronto, a lot of school children right now always love watching esports. So I'd say that um, not just these children, even the ones who've grown up already, and Real Lock Group is a way to actually captivate this esports market through sports betting. So um, Real Lock Group, L-U-C-K, is the largest in Toronto, Canada. It's listed in Toronto, not yet listed in U.S. Now in U.S., you've got GMBL, which is also another esports entity. There's also so many other companies. I don't really study so much Super League Gaming, but I think this has to do with esports as well. From $4, it rose to $5.36. There's also, of course, Enthusiast Gaming, EGLX. Actually, it has dropped from $8.50 to $6. Among all the esports um, themes, I think only EGLS could be in a downtrend so far. But the rest have already been bombed out. It's, enough. it's actually more of a value play to me that you can enter the likes of, um, of Real Luck Group and Gamble. For those who aren't aware what Gamble does, let me just read to you what this esports entertainment um, group is doing and um, how they're actually capitalizing on this full stack of online gaming, gambling, etc. Let's go to their wagering platform. Okay, um, this is a very small company yet, but it's actually growing big. They're completing their acquisition of Helix Esports and GG Circuit. Click to learn more. Um, CFO Dan Marks is speaking to the Ohio Select Committee on Gaming. Click here to watch. Everything about Esports Entertainment Group tells me, guys, that it's actually um, an undervalued asset. I talked about this, about the rise of sports betting since 2020. You can actually check my... Um, my, uh, you can check Awesome 10X website. It's in there. And I think this one happened to be a free Friday class as well. Uh, just search it on Awesome 10X YouTube channel. Definitely, you can learn more inside the web, uh, inside the company website as well. EsportsEntertainmentGroup.com Esports wagering, online tournaments, invest in sports, and sports betting. Just to give you a, a read, a quick read, Esports Entertainment Group is a full-stack esports and online gambling company fueled by the growth of video gaming and the ascendance of esports with new generations. Our mission is to help connect the world at large with the future of sports entertainment in unique and enriching ways that brings fans and gamers together. Oh, wait. Oops, sorry. Okay, that's a one-minute video. We'll show that later on. Esports and its, well, its affiliates are very well poised to stay with fans, connect with them, involved with the favorite esports, from traditional sports partnerships with professional NHL, NFL, NBA, and FIFA teams, community-focused tournaments in a wide range of esports, iGaming, and casinos, boots on the ground, land cafes, EEG has influence over the full spectrum of esports and gaming at all levels. You can actually, let's go watch a lot of videos, guys. As of June 4, Ohio Senate Select Committee on Gaming, this is actually an interesting press release. And can you read about this? As of F3 Q21, results have beaten another NJ Gaming license, New Jersey Gaming license approved, and another material acquisition just got announced. And somebody already shared uh, reiterate by target price for Gamble at $30. So um, let me just read to you the full report and try to show a one-minute video about GMBL. So, um, okay, so let me read this um, analysis. At a closing price on June 1, about $11.17, so far, GMBL is already trading at about $12. But even at $12, it's not yet too late, guys. 
Um, let me read to you the exact results. Full year, um, as of first uh, March, first quarter 2021, basically, the revenue was $5 million, up 129% quarter on quarter. This is $1 million ahead of their estimate of about um, just $4.4 million, so 20% beat. Gamble also received approval of their New Jersey gaming license, and although this is still uh, a few of the remaining steps before betting activity can begin, management expect ex expects that they're going to be able to get live bets. Okay, sorry, stop this first. Management expects that you can get live bets by the end of the first quarter 2022 or probably um, September earliest. Also, they announced their acquisition of Bethard, a B2C, a business-to-consumer business of Game Day Group, generating $31 million of net gaming revenue. We're also raising our revenue estimates following the many recent positive developments, including management raising the full year 22 guidance to about $100 to $105 million from just $70 million as a result of this Bethard acquisition. Gamble shares are trading at an undemanding valuation multiple. The EV revenue is two and a half times to our 2020, 2022 estimated revenues versus peers who are all trading at 7.6 times. If you actually wonder Gamble versus EGLX, guys, Gamble is so cheap. We reiterate our buy rating and price target of $30. Our increased revenue estimates of about $112 million. This is going to be EBITDA positive, major business acquisitions, a wonderful company to check out on GMBL. Let me also tell you and watch um, the videos for you, with you. Let's watch the one-minute video of this um, eSports group. Announcing our expanded sponsors. Okay, where is that video? Let me just show that to you again. One minute. We know greatness. Just a few seconds left here. Seven, six seconds. Hard work. And dedication. We know greatness. We're getting to the top. And today, we start the long road to get there again. We're putting in the time, training harder than ever. This is the beginning of a new journey that we aren't doing it alone. Today, we are on forces behind the future of our online betting partner. Together with Y, we stake our claim. Together with Y, we make it back to the top. A new look for a new era. We hope to see you there. Actually, guys, um, my my brother loves playing CSGO, so he actually informed me a lot about esports. So um, he's also invested, obviously. Long disclosure, yep. Either way, eSports is a leading eSports-focused betting platform, a really good company to check out. They're in the NASDAQ. If you play eSports, if you watch eSports, if you love eSports, you better own eSports and become an investor in this company. Um, let's read about their acquisition of Helix eSports in the GG circuit. Good game circuit. Let's go. Click to learn more. Acquisition significantly strengthened a company's play-watch-bet strategy. Adding a state-of-the-art esports entertainment centers, esports-focused vertical enterprise software businesses, best-in-class esports analytics platform, and person-to-person skill-based, peer-to-peer skill-based wagering platform. So, 
Gamble, an esports entertainment and online gambling, co gambling company, announced the acquisition of Helix Esports and GG Circuit LLC. We have created the most diversified U.S. listed esports entertainment asset in the entire ecosystem, stated Grant Johnson, the CEO of Esports Entertainment Group. These acquisitions significantly strengthen our play, watch, bet strategy, an esports focused vertical enterprise software business, best in class esports analytics platform, player versus player skill based wagering platform to our diversified asset base. Let's read. GG Circuit is a business-to-business -business consumer. Okay, let's read this. Watch this too. A gaming media powerhouse. Watch this. agree with that get ready for the esports revolution um i love sports i also know the huge opportunity lies on esports as well i like both guys um you want to actually have in your um positioning these great companies and is esports like it's this company jmbl a 10x company the answer is yes um okay let's read first so GG Circ is a business-to-business -business software company providing cloud-based management for land centers, a tournament platform, an integrated wallet, point-of-sale solution for enterprise customers. They've already got a thousand connected locations with GameStop, Dell, Best Buy, Lenovo, as well as universities such as Ohio State, Syracuse University, North Carolina, and the product has already 60 million hours of usage in just 2 million unique gamers or 10,000 public gaming screens inside centers worldwide. Helix Esports owns five esports centers, including two of the five largest in the USA, where they deliver world-class customer service, esports programming, big gaming infrastructure. I mean, of course, you can watch it online, but people still love to go into esport pack stadiums, just like NBA stadiums in Madison Square Garden. So Helix offers a variety of experiences, including casual play, competitive tournaments, STEM programming, high school leagues, large groups, and esports boot camps all over with a goal of leveling the playing field and providing equitable access to technology, monthly tournaments, unique experiences. Oh, there. Yeah, Super League Gaming, now I remember, it's for amateurs. It's like a Super League Gaming for online amateurs who just want to play monthly tournaments, etc., etc. Helix also owns GenG Analytics. It's an esports proven publisher, um, publisher trusted analytics provider using sophisticated computer vision, natural language processing, and machine learning tools. They deliver cutting edge broadcast optimization, talent scouting analytics, works with all the leading esports publishers and sport leagues such as FIFA, NBA, 2K League to power activities and combine drafts, data driven business decisions. They're launching product, products into the Helix eSports centers, creating customized tournament experiences, leveraging both idle computing capacity and unique proprietary data sources. Revenue streams will include sales, platform sales to publishers and leagues with plans to expand into the all-competitive players looking to enhance their gameplay through analysis for competition and roster optimization. 
The acquisition also includes Land Duel. This is Helix proprietary player versus player wagering platform built in Unity. Yes, Unity is also an esports gaming winner, allowing for skill based wagering on third party video games. Land Duel's consumer facing application enforces strict four factor authentication to ensure fair play and ID verification. Guys, um, it's a Monday. Let's talk about sports, esports. And uh, definitely, um, you just heard great companies. Unity, of course, is a winner, right? So here at about, you can see that Unity, of course, has finished their drop from as much as $170 to as low as $76. Our argument, guys, is that this is going to go up to $111 and then eventually $129 and $140. This is still a buying arena here at about $93 or $95. Any dips below 90 for Unity is a buy the dip zone. So guys, um, I hope you learned something. There's a lot for me to share, but I think that's it for today. Um, let me now get into any questions, if any. Comments. Hi. Okay. Hello, Nikki. Sundial and Tillery. Any thoughts? These are meme stock names, but we have a great trajectory seeing Sundial and Tilray. I'd say that last Friday was just people taking profits. They want to actually ensure that um, the meme stocks can actually get... Wait. They want to ensure that the meme stocks can be bought uh, cheaper. No problem in these two names. Um, I'm looking at Sundial. We saw already a 70-80% pop, right? From about 70 cents all the way to 140, this drop is still in the moving average zone, guys. I'd say that Sundial, if it drops to a dollar, if you have it at 110 or even as high as 130, don't worry. Looks like this one is just consolidating. We still get an uptrend. This high volume movement tells me that the meme stocks, even this cannabis names, are still up and running. Look for dips to be a buyer, not a seller. Sundial is okay. Especially if it's below um, 90 cents, let's say you can get in at a dollar, should be okay. Tilray is also the same, not a huge drop. Actually, from about $20, still at $18, $19. Any drops at about $17 or $16 is actually more of an opportunity, guys, to load up. So buy those fear on Sundial and Tilray or even Canopy Growth. What do you think about Palantir, C-Limited, and Miami? We like all those three. First up, heads up, we are long those names. Nonetheless, Palantir can actually consolidate first about $24, $23. It's not necessarily going to move up yet. But if you're going to ask me, I think that any drops about $22 is a buying opportunity. I'm not even sure if it will go $20. Great numbers here. That's why it actually moved up straight after earnings quarter. Palantir is more of an AI company, artificial intelligence company. It's not about the reopening theme. Sometimes people would talk about inflation rates. They're going to say, oh, Palantir is expensive because of inflation rate. You should use any dips there to be a buy. C-Limited is also going to be the same. Like Palantir and C-Limited are not reopening themes. It's actually more of a growth stock with secular reasons to own it. C-Limited, you'd argue actually is more of a gaming company rather than e-commerce because of their massive uh, entrenched dominance with Free Fire. That is their esports related name. I'd say that actually C-Limited might be neutral. Um, at $250, I'm neither a seller but neither a buyer there because at $250, I'd like to get in at $230 or $220. I'm not even sure if C-Limit is going to go down. But um, I'm not too bullish at $250. It's fine. Um, Beyond Meat is okay but at $140 right now, I mean, the reason to buy it is still there. I'd say that it has leeway to go up. It's been already um, moving up, right? From about $100 to 145 
you might have a digesting um, profit taking here at 133 continue to buy it if you have beyond meat just hold on to it um you've got more factors on the reopening recovery beyond meat is not simply about the fact that it's available in all the retail entities right now it's got so many locations not just in the u.s also in, in china right because they've got a facility there so i'd say that the vegan or the secular trend in plant meat is a 10-year 20-year story if you are bullish on this entire trend, just keep on buying Beyond Meat. I mean, the upside is larger than the downside. If it ever drops 130, just be okay to buy it. Douyu is a wonderful company, guys. In terms of esports, thank you for asking me about it. I actually forgot to mention it, but yes. I do believe that here at about $7.33, if you bought it at $8, don't worry. This 10% drop is a consolidation that you want to be buying into. I'd say that a minimum 60% upside is for you here at about $12 minimum that's actually minimum can go as high as $20 so China is of course a very huge um, esports um, you know the gaming views in Douyu and Huya is big I, I think like more than Twitch to be honest so um, in terms of advertising Douyu is gonna do well um, Pia is asking is Gamble um, is Hero a buy also their seasonality rate is 100% for the month Esports has a lot of room to run. Yeah, we are bullish on esports. We love sports streaming. We just love sports, basically. Um, actually, for Hero, I haven't studied it. Let me actually check it out. Hero. Hero um, stock. Let me see what this company is. Ah, so it's an ETF. Okay, now I understand. Yeah, I don't actually um, go into ETFs. What does this ETF contain? Hero ETF. Let me just understand. Um, holdings, what do they own? Maybe Activision they own, right? Because all of the eSport tournaments are all playing uh, Activision Blizzard games or even C-Limited games or NetEase games or Tencent games. Let's read about their prospectus. Fact sheet, I want to see what they own. Um, okay, let's see what this hero ETF owns. Stop and holdings. Okay, that's obvious. NVIDIA, C-Limited, NetEase, EA, Activision, Nintendo, Embracer Group. I'm not aware of Embracer Group. Zynga, Nexon, Capcom. Okay lang. Um, this is more of, um, okay. In terms of awesome 10x potential, I think that stock-specific way is the way to go. Um, that said, I love NVIDIA. I love C-Limited. So I don't have any problems with Activision or Electronic Arts. No problem with the entire gaming sector. So Activision is still a buy. At 95, I find it still although a bit high. Uh, Activision will go all-time highs in my view. That's why I just, rode, uh, just drew an uptrend channel. But um, yeah, this is just an uptrend all the way. If you are a gamer, guys, um, I'd argue that Activision is more of a Charizard already in the realm. Charizard meaning so big. But it's going to be bigger and bigger. Um, but if you want to make a small cap play, go for Gamble, GMBL. Our, our pick is Gamble, even Lock Group. You can actually study LUCK. It's for the Toronto Canadian eSport believers. Um, RKT or UAVS, which one should I buy? I actually buy both. I'd say that Rocket at $20 below is a great entity to buy. Um, UAVS at $5 is also good. So speaking of drones, um, I do like this trajectory. Last week, uh, we got the Ehang move. Ehang got approval. So um, if, you're a bit, if you've been listening into our Awesome 10X channel or be an Awesome 10X in our circle, 
we have been bullish on Ehang, especially, and we reiterated our buy when it was $21 to $22. Last week, Ehang broke $30 very massively, closing even to $36, uh, and then close to $33, some profit taking because they've got the Japanese flight. I forgot to share this to you guys. Yeah, thanks for actually mentioning about these drones and um, these uh, EV tolls. Let me read to you the news about the Ehang flight commercial in Japan. Let me read that for you. Um, three days ago. So, Ehang 216 is conducting their trial flights in Japan. And um, this is the world's leading autonomous aerial vehicle, an eVTOL, announcing um, their successful performance in Made in Japan um, for their eco-friendly urban air mobility solution. They obtained a trial flight permit from MLIT. This is the Tourism of Japan with a local partner for outdoor open airspace trial flights in Japan. Um, because I can't go to the U.S., so far, I think the nearer for me is Philippines. If I go to Japan, I'm definitely gonna try uh, riding Ehang 216 myself, if I can. I, anyway, it's not that expensive. Um, I think like the flights, they're gonna, they're gonna price it about $100. If it's like a 15 minute, like, uh, like just, um, it's like instead of riding an Uber taxi, you try to log and try the Ehang 216. It's gonna be an awesome experience in my view. So one of the trial flights was completed. Um, Ihang at Kasawoka Air Station in Okayama Prefecture, Japan. Looking ahead, Ihang and MESC will collaborate to further develop new air transportation use cases in Japan. So the Chief Cabinet Secretary, Mr. Tato Katsunobu, appointed Mr. Sugihara Yohei to attend the event, deliver a speech on his behalf, saying at present, many companies around the world launch flying car projects. Ah uh, yes, we do love guys Lilium and Joby Aviation. Also a believer in those two names. But um, in terms of cheap quality, uh, I mean cheap and already commercial, uh, in terms of market cap, Ihang is actually like 50, no, 75% cheaper than Joby Aviation and like 50% cheaper than Kel, which is uh, Art, uh, Lilium. So this is an undervalued company, guys. Ihang, any dips was also a buying entry. As for UAVS, the difference with UAVS when it comes to the drones is that so far, I think UAVS still needs a partner. Um, as far as I know, they want to partner with Amazon, but they haven't heard if uh, if they really have partners. Let me just take a look at new uh, at any news articles happening to UAVS. Um, it's actually consolidating, as you can see, from four to six dollars. Um, they're selling a uh, hundred million dollars through Stifle and Raymond James as of May 25, 2021. Let me see how this placement is. They're appointing drone industry leader Brandon Torres Declet as new CEO. First quarter results. This is a company that is in the right sector but still needs more to prove. Like if you're going to ask me, in terms of um, execution, I've seen the good execution in very good, uh, very good acquisitions and execution in terms of ALPP, Cameron Shell doing well. Uh, sorry, Dragonfly. Uh, Dragonfly with Cameron Shell. Alpine, I like value drones and how they're executing with medical um, medical supply delivery. Um, I like actually, in terms of the drones, I like Lilium, to be honest, which is KEL, QELL. Let me read you the results. Um, Ag Eagle, all right, so an industry-leading drone solutions provider. So far, the revenues are still small. It's about $1.7 million. It's a huge increase from about $400,000, but this attribution revenue comes from drone 
sensor sales by Mica Sense, which Ag Eagle acquired in late January 2021. Gross profit margins are 63%. They're still a losing company. It's not my first priority, to be fair. But, um, and like, if you were to ask me, should I buy Ag Eagle or Ehang? I'd go for Ehang, guys. Um, that's me. But um, maybe at five below, I can trade it. But it's not like my top pick. Um, CTXXF. Between Rocket or UAVS, I'll go for Rocket Loans. Very strong growth in Rocket Loans when it comes to real estate industry um, and mortgage. CTXXF, I haven't studied this company. What is this company? Um, Symmetric Corp. Let me put it in my readings. What does Symmetric Corp do? Symmetric. What's this company? Corporation. Construction. Mm. Let me study. I can't answer something that I haven't studied. Sorry. Um, any long-term view on Alpine? I'm Alpine. Oh, Alpine is very good. Uh, I think like this Satanix company. I also like Fisk. Uh, actually, between Fisker, um, about the thoughts on Fisker, I think it's positive. Um, electric vehicles is great. Um, solutions, right? But but for me, just my view, I'll go for RC Moto. So um, FUV versus Fisker. I mean, it's it's not the same, right? But it's the same trends. This is Fisker moving up. Yep. Um, there are big proponents of Fisker, but I um, I'll show it to you. But uh, I don't know. When it comes to luxury cars, uh, I'm more of a Lucid Motors fan. I'm biased, guys. I'm biased. Um, if you're if you're bullish on Fisker, I think it's okay. But uh, I'm just more bullish on RC Moto. Um, I'll go for FUV. In fact, FUV at $11 is still a great opportunity to enter. Um, you'll see that FUV was up like $13. This drop is still a buy entry at 11 or 10 I'd still go for this one. Um, about the questions, what else was the question? Let me see that question I forgot to answer. Long-term views on Alpine. Alpine's going to go 5 Alpine just applied for a NASDAQ listing, right? So um, that's why it went to 5 and also had an acquisition yet again. Like here in Finviz, I won't be able to see Alpine. It's still an OTC name. But um, this is an OTC name that will go up. Alpine 4 hit about $3.30 is a buying entry. It's going to go back to 5 Earnings, let me just read to you here. It was released already in May 17. Let's go and read it together. Alpine. Alpine News. Alpine 4, Kent Wilson. Um, Ken Wilson has been doing well. Um, look at the acquisitions they've been doing. Alternative Labs adds $2 million. They're entering the CBD industry with the latest acquisition. The COQ1 letter to shareholders. I'm biased. I'm long here. But um, there's a reason for the bias. This is a good company. Some people say it's overvalued. No, um, it's a company that keeps on acquiring companies, all right? So this is like a SPAC owning many companies. Um, all right, leading operator and owner of small market businesses, Alternative Labs is securing new production orders to be completed in June with $5.8 million in backlog production work. They're going to keep an influx of new projects and accommodating new clientele. What is Altlabs? It specializes in manufacturing and packaging of liquids, powders, tablets, wide area of customers, and they're selling directly through B2C businesses, sales networks, or even internationally through Amazon. 
Ken Wilson had this to say. It's always a pleasure to see newly added subsidiary firing on all cylinders. We appreciate all the hard work of Outlabs. Alpine is a publicly traded conglomerate. Yep, it got many businesses, disrupted businesses. They call it DSF, the drivers, the stabilizers, and the facilitators. They've already, you know, um, among the businesses that I like, I like really Vio Drone Acquisition and Impossible Aerospace. That's how I took a look at Alpine Holdings. Um, as for this CBD alternative with Alternative Labs, it's okay. It just tells you that they want to also go through the roof with the CBD industry. Anyway, for CBD, what I'd prefer to go into is the GTBIF, which is Green Thumb Industries. There's so many ways to actually enter um, the cannabis. I'd even go for the AgriFi, which is an indoor farming solution. We're still bullish on AgriFi. I think it's going to go $14. Um, there's, I, I mean, I can't, I can't stop giving companies because it's just all bullish so many ways to make money guys so um i can't say much about fisker it just isn't um something that i read constantly there that's it thank you very much go for your esports sports go for your um so many winners even lithium companies all doing well um let me put into my um watch list those companies that i didn't study Symmatrix, vrsk it's not something that i know so much so yeah thank you bye bye